Love Talk Radio. I hear a lot of talk about old-time great fighters. I hear people say that Joe Lewis, Jack Dempsey, Jack Johnson, Jim Jeffries, and all of them would have annihilated the likes of myself, Muhammad Ali. After watching these films, watching their opponents, watching their styles, watching how they fought, watching the footwork and their speed, it may come as a shock to you, but I say that I would have beat every heavyweight that ever lived before me. Joe's gonna come out smoking, and I ain't gonna be joking. I'll be pecking and a-poking, pouring water on his smoking. Then this might shock and amaze you, but I will destroy Joe Frazier. And I'm knocking out all bones. And if you get too small, I'll knock you out. Cameraman, everybody follows me, I'm so great. He said he will go in eight to prove that I am great. And if he wanna go to heaven, I'll get him in seven. He'll be in the worst of fix if I cut it to six. And if he keeps talking jive, I'll cut it to five. I'm the king of the world. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it, hold it. Hold it. you're not that pretty. I'm a bad man. I don't want Time it is, it's time for the majority decision. Coming to you live from the great state of Texas, right here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Greg the Truth, host of the show is the Black Belt, Mr. Fayah. I want to say thank you for listening and invite you to follow us on Twitter at Majority MMA. Like us on Facebook, the Majority Decision. And please do subscribe to the show. So that way you get it downloaded to your listening device every time a new show is dropped. And you never know when we might throw out an extra show or two. So you never want to miss out on that. But uh, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. Really appreciate it. UFC 200 was last night. It was probably the greatest card on paper that the UFC has ever put together. Every fight on the main card could have been a main event on any pay-per-view at any point in time. Um, The fight pass card could have been a fight night card on Fox. Um, It was just a tremendously put-together card. But, man, I got to tell you, once the uh, $59.99 portion of the show started, uh, I'm not so sure that it really delivered what it looked like it would on paper. What do you think about it overall? Um, overall, I expected a little bit more action. You're right. On paper, it was an amazing card. And everybody I talked to personally really enjoyed the preliminary cards better than they enjoyed the main the main card itself. Um other than, you know, the Kane velasquez fight, which I knew was going to be just an absolute murder. Other than that fight, I didn't really see uh, too much action. Uh, Brock Lesnar's fight was what I expected. 
And uh, other than that, man, if if you got a chance to watch some of the pre the preliminary fights, and uh, you know, I got a chance to watch some of the fight pass prelim fights. You know, those guys those guys showed up, and those guys put on a show. Yeah, preliminary uh, fight pass portion of the show, uh, three fights, three first-round TKO finishes. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And uh, Joe Lazon, Joe Lazon looked really good. I was, yeah, I hadn't seen him in a while. I was kind of worried about that. And uh, he came out. He threw down. He beat up Diego Sanchez so bad. I think if when you watch the replay of him finishing Diego Sanchez while he's throwing punches, I think he's looking at the ref, going, "Are you going to stop this?" It's uh, it's it's uh, it's it's a moment that you can only see in slow motion, but it's uh, it's kind of a funny moment. He knocks Diego's mouthpiece out. I think uh, he wanted that fight to stop. But the ref said, no, 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 keep going, keep going. Dio kept trying to get up, get away, but Joe was on. I mean, just put it on him and put him away. You know, I like Diego Sanchez. I think he's a, uh, you know, he's a competitor. He's not afraid to fight anybody. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's sad to say that even at 34 years old, um, I don't know if maybe this guy needs to take a couple of years off or maybe just uh maybe just wrap it up, man. I don't I don't I just don't he, you know, we've talked about this before. He doesn't he, he hasn't improved. He's stuck in brawl mode brawl mode, which that really didn't have anything to do with his loss to Joe Lozon. Apparently Lozon just mowed him. But yeah. you know, he's he's kinda stuck in brawl mode. And rock'em sock'em robots, and that that you know, I don't know, man. He's he's two, two and four in his last six, and I think, I don't know, man. I think he's one of those guys that the game's kind of passed him up. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with you. It's uh, it it kept going, and he's not like he used to be. You know, he used to be kind of a, uh, he used to be kind of a a boxer grappler and was more of a grappler, and then he kind of got away from grappling. He's not very good at stand-up. His stand-up looks very odd. It still looks like he's not very comfortable with it. His footwork he doesn't move very well. You know, it's not on his toes, and it just never seems to get better. Now, if you're in close quarters with Diego Sanchez, he's going to throw punches till somebody falls down. But, you know... That's that's uh, that's not a career that that's going to be long lasting, or a career that's going to get you anywhere close to you know even making another run. Yeah, he's got to fight smarter. He's got to bring back the wrestling aspect of his uh, of his game if he's going to compete. Uh, but uh, you know, it just seems like he's not capable of doing that. That that's on him. And uh, that's on the people around him. But I guess as long as he's going to be able to collect a paycheck fighting, it looks like he's going to keep doing it. I mean, you know, more power to him. But uh, it's it's tough to see him get beat up really bad. Uh, you know, it's tough to see anybody get beat up really bad uh, in, a, in a non-competitive nature. But it is yeah. what it is. Right. I don't think I don't think there's enough positivity. I don't think he can say enough yeses. To uh, 
help even out the uh, skill level discrepancy that he's going to be facing most nights out. Yeah, you know, but the thing is with Diego Sanchez, I have a feeling that if he gets cut, he's going to sign on with another organization and uh, get kicked around there. So it's yeah. Um, it, I just I don't think he'll hang it up if he gets cut. He should hang it up. I mean, it's uh, it can't be good for his brain, but I don't think he will. You know, speaking of good for your brain, and I don't want to get too deep into this topic, but it was I thought it was interesting that my son uh, asked me this question. He's twelve, and um, he he asked me why are we not seeing the concussion issues or, or, you know, the post-career, post-concussion issues in mixed martial arts that we see in boxing or in football. You know, and it's debatable about which sport's the most dangerous, right? I mean, that there will always be a sure. debate. We all have our own opinion. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what I was trying to explain to him was, you know, mixed martial arts is still a young sport, Um we really won't know what kind of a toll that these careers are taking on these guys' brains uh, probably for another 10 to 15 years when a guy like Diego Sanchez gets into his late 40s, you know, a guy like Chuck Liddell gets into, well, he's in his late 40s, but maybe into his 50s and 60s, you know, so we don't really have that, uh, that period of time to really make a good judgment on that. But uh, credit to credit to Little Truth for uh, having an intelligent question at 12 years old. It is an intelligent question. I'll tell you this: um, if you look at a lot of the older guys that came from you know back in the day, where it wasn't as regulated or your rules weren't, they don't seem like they're affected as much. Like your Hall of Famer guys, you can almost you can almost say that you get hit less in MMA because you got so many guys who try to take the fight to the ground. Yeah. You got your guys that brawl. and They do use shots. I don't think, I think if, if you're going to compare the two, are you going to compare the two combat sports? Uh, boxing is less forgiving. And the reason why is if somebody gets knocked completely out, Right, and they happen to wake up when they hit the ground. Um, the ref will walk over there, and if the guy makes an attempt to get up, he'll get up. And if it, if he if he can make a standing eight and take two steps towards the referee, they let him continue to get punched in the head. So yeah, yeah, there's a little difference there, right? I mean, somebody gets rock, you know, somebody gets rocked in an MMA fight, they drop. Right. Well, if their head hits the canvas, a lot of times the fight's over. Right. If the if the ref sees their head go out, hit the canvas, fight's over. There's no standing eight. You lose. So there's uh, there's less damage applied there. And and you got a lot of you got a lot of MMA fighters that because of that because of that rule, you know, a lot of them are more sportsmanlike with it. You know, like Joe was on, on, you know, practically, you know, begging the rep with, uh, <laughs> with as many facial features as he could possibly have while he was, 
you know, beating up Diego Sanchez, hey, you're going to stop this fight, right? And I think that's the second or third time I've seen a guy like Joe Lazon do that or Mark Hunt when he knocks people out, just walks away because he sees their eyes rolled up in the back of their head. Yeah, and I and I and I agree with that 100%. I think if you compare boxing to mixed martial arts, I I do believe that uh, mixed martial arts is safer in terms of brain yeah. trauma. Um, yeah, but even you know, even kickboxing. Even yeah. kickboxing. I mean, there's just you know there's other ways to win, right? I mean, you got that guy who wants to, doesn't want to get hit as much, takes it down. Yes, you know, right? You can get submitted. And a lot of those guys, the ones that are submitting the other guys, yeah, they're hitting the guys while they're on the ground with them, but they're really just trying to soften them up so they can sink a choke or get an arm bar or something like that. It's it's rare that it's just constant five rounds of just bludgeoning each other. Yeah, yeah. Those ground shots very rarely are game-changing shots, you know, unless the guy's just postured up and raining down. But that's not that's not the norm any longer because guys' defense from their back is so much better than it was, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Uh, something about the preliminary card, something that D.J. Dillashaw, I thought, said was a little bit funny. I'm trying to wonder what planet this guy lives on. Uh, of course, he got a convincing win over Rafael Asensio. And yeah. um, after the fight, at some point, they, they interviewed him and basically – I guess T.J. Dillashaw still lives in a world where he thinks that somehow he should have won the fight against Dominic Cruz, and he claims that the belt's still his, and uh, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know what else I would expect him to say, but, uh, dude, I just don't. I remember I remember seeing the fight and seeing him act like he was surprised that he got that he lost. And yeah. Man, I just don't know what world this is. But I also remember, like, one side of his face being completely red from getting punched. So, I don't know know how he was surprised that he lost. I give him two rounds out of of all five of those rounds. I give him two rounds. I mean, it was was pretty obvious. It wasn't really that close. It was pretty obvious. He got beat. He was stagnant. He got beat. You know, he thought – he thought he had he had Dominic Cruz with his footwork, but Dominic Cruz um, is the master of that footwork. He's the reason why that works. And if you're going to do what somebody else does, you have to do it better than they do. And he couldn't do it better than Dominic Cruz did. And against Asuncio, I didn't see him. You know, he, he, he fought – he seemed to fight a little bit more flat-footed than he had previously. There wasn't a lot of, of movement. Uh, you know, a lot of head movement. I mean, it seemed to be there maybe early, but uh, it, it didn't really stick around. So it seems like he's kind of reverted back away from that Dominic Cruz style of movement, which might be might be better off for him anyway in the end. Yeah. Well, we'll see how he does. I mean, it's uh, he's going to have to keep some of that footwork going on if he doesn't. Is uh, and he does he does make it back, he does make it back to getting another title shot. He's not going to get, he's not you know he's not going to be able to beat Dominic Cruz. He's just not. I mean, uh, yeah, you got to have the footwork to match the footwork. Moving up that uh, preliminary card, Kevin Gastelum convincing victory over uh, Hamburger Hendricks. Um, <laughs> 
But you know, Gaston, he he doesn't turn down hamburgers either. So I mean, I can't no, uh, can't say too much about that guy. He doesn't. But, uh, man, Gaston's a big dude at 170, man. And Johnny Hendricks just did not look. He just he fought well. He was slipping punches. He was landing punches. But I don't know if anybody noticed because he has trouble making the weight. His body's not healthy. I don't know if anybody notices, but his left hook doesn't really drop anybody anymore. I did notice that. As a matter of fact, I was thinking that. Uh, and he I landed it flush quite all the way a few times. Yeah. yeah. He landed it flush quite a few too. times. And it just, that, that, that left hook, you know, his hands used to be like cannons, man. He used to plant people with them. And now... It seems like because he's showing up to fight so unhealthy that, you know, I mean, that, that takes an effect, man. Your power goes away. He looks tired. He's not – I just – he's got to move up in weight, man. He's got to move up in weight. I mean, if you're going to walk around at 200 pounds, you might as well just fight at 85 and be done with it. You know, I, I think for Hendricks, one of the things that, that worries me with him moving up, and this probably worries him as well, is um, if I'm not mistaken, the guy's five foot nine and only has a 69 inch reach, and I think yeah. that's gonna, I, I think that would put him, you know, while body wise he might be able to catch up, strength wise he might be able to catch up with some of those guys. It's length is where he's really gonna have a problem at 185. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm right with you, man. If if it's a health issue where you can't, you know, you can't be anywhere close to a hundred percent of your peak because you can't stay away from the buffet or you don't know how to diet or whatever your problem is, or you're just too big and you're cutting too much weight, you you, you gotta do something. You can't just sit at 170, keep missing weight and keep losing fights. You're you're running your career into the ground. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh... You know, just for health reasons alone, it's time. You know, he may not even overeat. It may just be that his body doesn't want to do it. His body's matured yeah. so much that his body doesn't want to cut that much weight anymore. And it's telling him, hey, look, you, you need to do this. Or, you know, there could be some severe health, you know, health issues that go on with that. Juliana Pena gets a solid win over Kat Zingano. I think, uh, this was a pretty pretty solid, impressive win for for Pena. I think she made a good case to uh, break into that top three. I'll tell you yeah, what, man. I would have loved. To, I, I would have loved to see that fight go two more rounds. I would have loved to see that fight go five rounds. That uh, you know, Cat finally escaped there at the end. Juliana really didn't do anything but uh, you know play it safe and just really push control whereas yeah. uh you know where where cat cat was trying to you know drop bombs on her every chance that she could i think uh i think man two more rounds man i'm thinking cat zingano might pull that fight out yeah you know i i would have liked to have seen two more rounds i don't know how much of a difference i i don't know i mean you're right i mean i think i think a man i think I think uh, man, Nunes. Uh, uh, I think Juliana Pena kind of did 
what she had to do to win, right? I mean, I don't think it would have been smart for her to spend too much. And, and you know, and it was I guess it was a pretty even fight. But you're right. I mean, in terms of control, uh, you know, I think she had the right strategy at least. Yeah. But, you know, playing it safe isn't popular, but, man, when you get to that top five, a win is so important. You know what I mean? Especially oh, someone who's trying to advance up. Absolutely. That's uh, I mean, you know that that's without saying, right? You're you're gonna play it safe. You know, I was watching an interview with Dana White. He said uh, he said the same thing about Frankie Edgar and Jose Aldo. He said Jose Aldo played it safe so he could win. Hey, I don't blame him. It seems like a lot of guys played it safe last night. That's a great point, and I want to get to. Uh, I want to go. Ahead, let's go ahead and get to that fight. Um, Jose Aldo and Frankie Edgar. Well, I, I don't, we don't need to spend any time on Cain Velasquez and Travis Brown. I mean, Cain Velasquez just affirmed again what we already know. Um, yeah, that he's a very, very we knew, dangerous. We knew man. what it was going to be. <laughs> we knew what it was going to be. We knew it was going to be a complete just shellacking of Travis Brown's face. And uh, as soon as Travis Brown got rocked once, I knew that fight was going to be over. So what's done is do- what's done is done. There's nothing more to be said about that. Came to Lafka's. He'll be getting another shot at the title real soon. Yeah, without question. Um, you know, here's my take on the way Jose Aldo fought. Um, I-, I felt like he fought safe. I felt like he was protecting his chin because I think he was afraid to get knocked out. Yeah, uh, that, that's just kind of like a gut, just kind of like a gut feeling that I had watching him fight. But with that being said, um, the fight really went just really how I thought it was going to be. Frankie Edgar in their first meeting had Frankie Edgar is great at closing the distance. He's great at getting on the inside of guys, throwing a combo, and bouncing right back out. He, he for whatever reason, he cannot do that with Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo's. Uh, takedown defense was on point where Edgar would have thrown people to the ground with that little push leg grab that he does. Uh, yeah. it, it didn't work one time. And, uh, Jose, I was, one thing that I was really surprised about on a few occasions was the, was how easily Aldo just shrugged Frankie off. And, uh, but, uh, you know, like I said, going into the fight, I, I, I hope I, it didn't matter to me who won out of this one. I just want to see someone get in there and at 145 and uh, take out Conor McGregor. <laughs> well, that's, that's where if, I'm at on if that it, right now. If he beats Conor McGregor, right, there's going to be a third fight, right? Because then, yeah. then they're one and one. If he beats Conor McGregor, they're one and one. And so at that point, it, I think I'd be okay with it. Yeah. The third fight. But, I mean, yeah, I'd be okay with that, too, because that'd be something I'd want to see. But, Frank, yeah, Frank Yeager, he look, he kind of looked flat yesterday. He didn't, he didn't look like his normal springy self. You know, Jose Aldo, to his credit, didn't even throw that many kicks. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if the reason he didn't kick as much was because he was worried about getting taken down, but he didn't really throw a lot of kicks. 
Usually he's got guys limping. Usually he's got guys limping by the second, third round, but I think he was really worried about that takedown, you know, like what you were talking about, you know, Fra- you know Frankie Edgar's uh, uncanny ability to spring in on somebody and get that trip, take somebody down. And uh, he he never presented that opportunity for Frankie to do that. And, of course, him being bigger than Frankie, all his shots, all you know, his shots just appeared more, I would say. They, they seem to have done more damage. Yeah. Yeah, even though, you know, I think the numbers might have said that Edgar landed more punches. Um, I can't right. remember exactly. I, th- I, mean, I think I the think significant right. strikes, the significant strikes, you know, power strikes was in all those favor, but I think overall strikes was in Edgar's favor. I think overall right. strikes, yeah, you're right. I think it, overall strikes was in Edgar's favor, but overall, <laughs> Jose Aldo, every time he touched Frankie Edgar, you know, did some sort of damage. So, I mean, it was, uh, yeah. that's, that's what Jose Aldo's got going for him. I mean, when he hits you, you're going to know he hits you. Right, whereas a lot of some guys in that division, when they hit you, right, that's why they're able to stand there and go for five rounds and hit each other because they just don't know. Yeah. So then, then we had Daniel Cormier and Anderson Silva, and I can't say that uh, Daniel Cormier, you know, he said it himself. Uh, I did what I had to do to win. Uh, he 100% played it safe. Here's an issue that no, I had with this fight. Here's the issues that I had with this fight. Not not so much the way that it went, because I kind of figured that that was going to go. I, I I kind of envisioned that fight going that way, even if Anderson Silva would have got a full training camp, even though I love yeah. Silva, and he's an exciting fighter. I, I'm looking at the scores here, and I'm looking at 30-26, 30-26, 30-26. That means that they gave Daniel Cormier a 10-8. The judges... I don't know if they've got together and they've decided that 10-8s are just easily achievable, but there was so many 10-8s yesterday, it was ridiculous to me. I don't I don't know what's wrong with these judges. To me, a 10-8 is the referee was like two inches away about to stop the fight for a majority of the round, not just controlling yeah. someone for five minutes. Because I don't yeah. think Daniel Cormier got a 10-8 on Anderson Silva at all. I, mean, I don't think not he that did it really either. matters because he lost anyway. But I don't, it, it's, yeah. you know, back to judging. I don't. I don't think he got a 10-8 either, man. I don't. Uh, I don't agree with that either. I mean, you laying on somebody, and I mean, a lot of those shots he threw from the top position didn't even land. They didn't, yeah. I mean, they, they they didn't land. He never really hit him square. You know, somebody told me, well, Anderson Silva looked really bad. Anderson Silva was literally on his way down to the expo to sign autographs. He, that's the only thing he was in town for. That's what he was in town for. He wasn't in town to fight. He hadn't been training to fight. He just picked up the phone and said, hey, you want me to fight? I'll do it. You know what I mean? So Yeah, it's, as long uh, as he – hey, he – Gets a trip to the pay window. So that's all right, that but look how well he fought, regardless of the fact that he never, that he hadn't fought and done anything in two months. 
What is that? He hurt Daniel yeah. Cormier in the third round with a body shot. Yep, sure did. I thought, I've, man, I, I think thinking, a full oh camp my, if Anderson Silva it. stays on his yeah, I think a full camp Anderson Silva stays on his feet. He might get out out strike and beat Daniel Cormier. You know what? I agree 100%. If if Anderson Silva could fight Daniel Cormier on a full camp and make that fight a stand up more, he would absolutely outstrike Cormier. But I just don't yeah. think that. I just don't think he could do that. I don't think he could. I don't think he could stay off his back. Um, right. But uh, real quick, Brock Lesnar, Mark Hunt. My advice for Brock Lesnar, even though he won, man, uh, you know, you got your you got your win. You get to go out on your terms. Go back to the WWE and, and stay. <laughs> uh, that's what I hey. say. And I thought he looked good, man, for not being in there for five years. He was healthy. He was lean. He looked good. He was in fighter shape. And uh, he don't look like that when he comes out to perform for the WWE. I'm going to tell you that right now. He's got body fat on him. He just doesn't look that lean. We He did, he did exactly what he thought he was going to do, which is take Mark Hunt down and play it safe. Yeah. Yeah, great game plan. He still looked like he was afraid to get hit to me. Yes, but, uh, I agree. But, but the flip side of that is when you got Mark Hunt as the one hitting you, you should be a little bit afraid. Right. At the very least. We won't get. We won't have time to talk about uh, Tate and Nunes. Congratulations, Nunes, for getting the belt. Anyway, come back Friday. We'll get it up then. Have a great week.